welcome to the next installment of Physician Wellness. Today's podcast will feature Jill Belconis. Jill is currently a strategic business coach, a former international chair of the Young Presidents Organization, otherwise known as YPO, and its first female chair ever, and has served as the CEO of a nationwide mortgage banking company, Shelter Mortgage, before its sale in 2013. Uh, Jill has a, a, a wide range of interests and passion around wellness and is currently leading the YPO Wellness Network for the organization. So very interested in hearing what you have to say today, Jill, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Deborah. I'm thrilled to be here and talk about what is my greatest passion, which is around health and wellness. And uh, so I, I just have to tell you that I had been talking to YPO about doing this for such a long time, for the last couple of years, and the importance around our health and wellness and taking care of ourselves, not only our minds and our bodies. And, you know, everybody's so focused on business. And this part of it is so important because if we don't have that, that health and wellness for ourselves and for our families, you know, business really doesn't matter. And finally, we, we grabbed hold of it. And there's now 20, over 28,000 members in YPO globally. And it really touches everybody, regardless of where they're at. And so I'm really excited about it. So it's been, and we're now um, a little over a year and a half in the network. And we've got um, thousands of members that have uh, joined the network. Well, that's fantastic. And um, I'm so interested in hearing more about it, and I'm sure audiences as well. And um, just so you know who we're speaking with today, and I think you do, it's the International Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons. So they um, are a group of people very similar to YPO in every country um, under the sun. So, you know, maybe there are some um, global or geographic issues that, that might come up. But um, I know that, you know, many of them have gone through um, being on the front lines of COVID, as you can imagine. Um, some of them were pulled into uh, areas that they had never worked in before or were covering, you know, double and triple duty. Um, and we're going through some really major stressful and um, exhausting and sometimes debilitating days over the last you know years. So we thought that talking about wellness would be a great, our last podcast series was about COVID and what they were experiencing. So we thought this would be a great time to sort of do the reset and think about now that 2020 is over, even though we still know that um, COVID is very much an issue, particularly in, in certain parts of the world, um, that you know it's time to focus on what everyone can do for themselves moving forward. So I think you're going to have a lot of wisdom in that area and hopefully some inspiration for them as, as we talk today. Um, I know that, you know, one of the things that you did early on was when you were the um, chair of the international board of YPO, one of the gifts you gave the board members was a gift of wellness and um, many of the chairs before you had done different types of gifts to the board. And 
your focus was on wellness um, way back then. And, um, and so you've been on this wellness journey for a long time. And I know um, throughout the course of that, hearing that, you know, people had stopped smoking and they had lost weight and they had gotten really um, in tune with their own health. So you've been at this a long time in the, in the global community, which is amazing. Um, let's talk about um, the, the, where we kind of jump off. And that is, busy executives, busy professionals. Um, you know, you mentioned that, um, you know, in, in the YPO community, obviously you have business leaders and CEOs from around the world and probably very little time in some cases for them to focus on their health and wellness. And in the case of IOMS, um, it's very similar. You know, we have really busy surgeons that are um, being pulled in many different directions, and they probably don't have a lot of extra time to focus on their wellness. So how did you approach this yourself? And how did you, during the busiest times of your own life, approach wellness? And what would you suggest for those that say they have very little extra time? Yeah, I, I mean, listening to you talk about the audiences on here, first of all, I mean, great appreciation for how they've stepped up sounds like in the past year, and probably they were super busy before and then stepping into COVID-related um, helping and assistance probably even, even increased that. So not only appreciation, but, you know, being in awe of those that have done that. And, and I can imagine how that even added more stress and, and busy to their lives. Uh, you know, as I look back over the over my years and my commitment to to health and wellness, it's really it's a commitment to yourself, and we put ourselves last. Uh, when you ask people, and I've done an exercise when I work with t- leadership teams, and I ask them to, I have this this card game that I give everybody a stack of cards, and I ask them to pick out. And it's all values, personal core values. And I ask them to first pick out the ones that resonate with themselves and make a stack and then put the others away. And, and we end up having to narrow it down to five. And it's very hard. And almost every single time, health is one of the five. And then I ask them to pick the one that, now if these are their core values, the things that they so believe in, but what is the one that you don't give enough attention to? And every time it's it's their health and their well or their wellness. And you know, it's such a um again, it's we all believe it's important, but are we giving ourselves the attention? And I found that it's a commitment to myself. And I look at it that. I'm very calendar driven. I always have been that my life revolves around my calendar and not only from a professional life, but you know, I raised three kids um, as a single mom and their activities. And it was just, you know, it was, it was super crazy. And so I had one calendar, I had to have everything on there and, and you know, any kind of YPO events, any kind of social events were on there. And I, put my workout time on there because I scheduled it. I mean, this was time an appointment with me. And, and I looked at it that 
would you not show up for, in the case of your, um, the audience, would you not show up if a patient's coming in? Of course. I mean, you've got a patient coming in at, at nine o'clock in the morning. Of course, you're going to show up. Well, if you put an appointment on your calendar for yourself to work out for 30 minutes, you need to show up just because it's with yourself. It, it shouldn't be any different. And so I, that's, that's been my thinking and that's how I've operated that I've treated it as an appointment. And of course I'm going to show up because that's what I do. Uh, so that's probably been one of the most important things you have to kind of shift your thinking. And when I've done that, I think that that's made a huge difference. And so are you, by way of making time for that, are you, um, showing yourself some grace and saying, if I, you know, if I only get 20 minutes in, it's okay. Or um, are you getting up extra early or how, you know, during your busiest days, how did you find the time to fit that in? Yeah. So I also huge amount of travel, um, especially when I was YPO international chairman, that year was, I mean, unbelievable. I, I was traveling around the world. Plus I was still running my business and I told the YPO people that were um, really in charge of my schedule, I said, you've got to put in some time in the morning for a workout. I, and, and you know what? It wasn't an hour, even if it was 20 minutes. Uh, so I, I'm not rigid in terms of I, I give the flexibility, if, even if it's a 20 minute, just to clear my mind and know that I'm doing this for me. And I think there's something about that routine. That's that I feel is really super important. And, uh, you know, when there's time and if it's the weekend and I can do a longer workout, then absolutely I do a longer workout at that point. But when it's um, when it's rushed um, and, you know, there are days if I have to catch a really early flight, um, maybe I can't get the workout in. But is there a time that I can even get out and for 20 minutes, just even walk around the, the block or walk, just something, something. And even I've gotten into airports where I'll, if I get to the airport and you have to get there early, you know, again, everything's so different now, but um, get to the airport and, you know, I'll take a couple laps and walk up and down through the airport before I get on my flight. Just again, mentally thinking, I've got to do this for me. That's great. I recently, uh, we did a podcast and I was speaking with an expert on mindfulness um, and, and meditation. And one of the things that he said was it's the practice of it, the consistency of it, that's more important than the duration of it. Because you start to train yourself that it's part of your routine and it and you start to see the the benefits, the health, the physical and the mental benefits from it. Would yeah. you agree with that? I completely agree with that. And, you know, the other thing that I think is really important. So, you, you know, that's probably on the workout side, the nutrition side. And this is something that I've learned and I'm, I'm still trying to get better at uh, is that if uh, I'm getting better at, at planning meals um, and, and planning snacks, um, because again, I've been working more from home, but when I was traveling and I was so busy throughout the day and I didn't have time for much of a meal and that's where bad, bad 
things happen. And you grab the quickest thing, the, fat, the, the easiest thing in sight, and it may not be the healthiest. And so I'm way better about, you know, trying to pre-plan snacks or meals or things on airplanes or um, just even thinking ahead if I've got, and even when I'm working at home now, I've got, you know, back-to-back Zoom meetings and I barely have time for lunch. So I actually, sometimes in the morning, I'll get some of my lunch ready or I'll think about, okay, I'm going to have that, you know, maybe apple, slice up the apple ahead of time or, you know, get some um, almonds ready. But, you know, just thinking ahead with the the food because otherwise, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I know I'm guilty of grabbing the, the easiest thing in sight. Right. And I think sometimes when we travel, we give ourselves a pass, don't we? Because we feel like it's already hard being on the road and we deserve a nice meal at the end of the day. Maybe we have a couple glasses of wine that we wouldn't have at home or we stay out later. And um, so there really needs to be a discipline to the travel as well. And how have have you managed that? Um, I have traveled um, a little bit during COVID and actually not as much for business, but just for some family reasons. Um, and I real I found out you know, you can ask the hotel for a mini fridge. I mean, they're happy to put a mini fridge in your room. And I went to Whole Foods and I stocked up on some some fruits and vegetables and some things. And I thought, why didn't I always do this? Like that's crazy. It was so good and so. At the end of the day, I was coming back and that's what I, what I had to eat. And, you know, they've got foods has, you know, great uh, stuff already cut up and some meals. So, um, you know, really, again, but it's, it's, it's taking the time to pre-plan, but, to, right. yeah, um, but it's so worth it. So worth it. And I'm sure when you do that, you feel better, right? You come back from a trip and you don't feel you know, bloated and exhausted, like maybe you would if you weren't doing that. Absolutely. No question about it. And, you know, and stocking up on, on water and, um, you know, again, just the, the things that are really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So that it just, it's, it, it gets back to that trying to have that consistency. Right. So, um, in looking at some of the things that the um, wellness, Health and Wellness Network is doing in YPO, I wanted to ask you about some of those initiatives because they sound really interesting and they may be things that um, the surgeons listening in might want to um, dig into a little bit more in their own world and their own lives. And one was a 10-day detox. So can you talk a little bit about that detox, what that was about and um, kind of what people experienced in going through that? Yeah, really fun. So just to kind of preface it, one of the things that we've done, so we're, that was actually our fifth, what we call challenge. Um, so we've had challenges um, and, and our, we've got, when we took this on, there it's such a wide range of topics you could talk about. So we narrowed it down to five pillars, uh, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, sleep and uh, your environment. And we've had a, a challenge, a global challenge where people can sign up. And so we've had one around exercise. We've had, uh, that was actually the second one around nutrition. We had one around sleep and we get an expert resource. And then 
uh, then we tied the community together and it's a sharing. It's really been kind of fun. So the one that we had in January uh, was a 10-day detox. And if you're familiar with, if anybody's familiar with Dr. Mark Hyman, he's an MD and a functional medicine doctor. He's fabulous. And he's written a book, What the Heck, um, you know, What the Heck Should I Eat? And mm. It's, it's so good. It's so practical. And he just came out with a second book that has just uh, been published called The Pegan Diet. And it's a mix between the paleo diet and the vegan diet. And we actually, YPO, we just sponsored a podcast uh, or on uh, earlier this week with him. And it was really, really interesting. And so the 10 day detox was based on his book, What the Heck Should I Eat? And we had, I don't know, a couple thousand people, I think, globally sign up for this. And so we followed, and the 10 day detox was really cleansing your body. It's all about mindful eating. And so it's just being very focused on what you're putting into your body, taking all the processed foods out. It really isn't that difficult. Actually, it's it's pretty simple. It's just eating real food. Um, eating real food, food that comes from the ground. I mean, when you think about it, and that's it. Um, and, and everything else processed is kind of out the door. Um, and there was also no dairy. Um, so you take the dairy out and any and so, you know, there's no sugar, um, no white flour, that type of thing. And people, the response that people said after the 10 days, first of all, it was, I think people feel like for 10 days, I can do anything for 10 days. Um, and so I think that that period of time is just enough time to kind of get yourself uh, prepared, to get yourself in gear. And, you know, the first couple of days, and then you go, well, gosh, I only have six days left. I can do this. And then you start feeling like, wow, like your body feels great. It's And then by the end of the 10 days, it's kind of like if you take your car and you get it detailed and so clean inside and you don't want to ever let anybody eat a McDonald's French fry because it's between the seats. I mean, it's, you know, you just want to keep that car clean inside and that's how you feel about your body and so it's very much about then being really careful about what you let back into your body and you feel great I mean the people were talking about you know less headaches and and more clarity more energy it was just amazing the response that we got from people and that was after 10 days they were seeing that effect after 10 days 10 days that's amazing. That's amazing. So that's a great jump start. And and I think you're right. 10 days, even when I was reading about this, I thought, really, 10 days? That doesn't seem very long. And it does seem very achievable. Yeah. And then you're so proud of yourself. You're you're really, you're proud of yourself. You feel good. You feel your body just is thanking you for it. And and it's um it's amazing the, the difference that the clean eating makes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's great. I think I'm going to try that myself. And there's no restriction on quantities. So in fact, he says, pile that plate up with as many fruit, you know, vegetables and 
Um, and, and there's lots of fruits you can eat. I mean, it's, it's not that restrictive. Right. And, you know, I think one of the things too is um, relative to aging. So, you know, do you talk about that within the network that, you know, what uh, wellness means as you age and how that changes as you age? Absolutely. I mean, that's the longevity is kind of the, the end game. Um, it's our, our mission is to make the mission of YPO is to um, make better leaders for education idea exchange. Our mission is to make healthier leaders and that we're going to live longer, but healthier as we live longer. And so that's really what it's all about is it's, I mean, who wants to live to 100 if they're going to have lots of illnesses and pains and um, and it's going to be a, um, really unpleasant? You want to live longer if you're going to have a healthy life. So, yeah, we're very focused on, on longevity from a healthy standpoint and all these things. I mean, you know, it's there's all kinds of studies around brain fog that, um, in, in fact, something really stood out in, uh, as I said, we just had Dr. Mark Hyman this week uh, do a, uh, that podcast on his new book. And he said, food is medicine. The mm, right. Thinking that food is medicine, you look at it differently. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's uh, great advice and something to remember. And you mentioned that there's five pillars. So I want to go over those again and then ask you, because I know you talk about trends in these different areas too, and, and that, you know, maybe you can share some trends with us. So um, my understanding is it's movement, i.e. exercise, it's mindset. So sort of the mindfulness um, piece, it's rest, the environment and nourishment, AKA food um, and diet. So um, I found it really interesting. One of the interesting things is that um, it talked about cooking fatigue uh, from COVID, which I think is, uh, it, it made me giggle a little bit, but I can completely understand why that's an issue right now and how people are feeling about that because everyone was, you know, we weren't going to restaurants, we weren't even getting takeout for a while. And everyone was sort of left to their own, you know, ability to cook or learn to cook and, um, you know, try to eat in a, in a healthy manner. So maybe you can start with that and then talk about some other trends that you all are seeing and discussing. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, yes, I mean, everybody jumped on the cooking wagon and I think that was good. I mean, I think that was smart. Um, but it's we've been focused on how do you start to think about as things are starting to open up, taking what you've learned from the kitchen and the cooking and the ingredients that you're putting in, and that when you're eating out, being more mindful and, and thoughtful about what you're asking for. And again, asking at restaurants to leave things out or to you know cook without this or um, you know, if there's, if you're, you're now gluten-free to make sure that something is gluten-free or to ask for it, um, or ask for things without dairy, that you're, you're, you're looking at things differently on a menu than you were before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because you have so much control when you're cooking, but you were trying to, talk to people and say, you know what, you really do have just as much control 
when you're eating out. Yeah, that's a really good um, lesson to take forward as we move into um, this next phase where we're starting to eat out again and travel more as well, as we discussed before. What about some of these other areas? What, what sorts of trends are you seeing? Yeah, so in terms of the, uh, the movement, we actually, our, our challenge was a around strength and flexibility and the importance of that. You know, people are, everybody's into thinking cardio, cardio, cardio. Cardio is important, but when you get into the longevity, how important the flexibility is um, and the strength. And I'll tell you, especially for women, strength for their bones as you get older um, you're just losing, uh, and you see that in bone density tests, especially for women as they age. And strength training can change that. I've actually, I've been doing, I've done strength training at least two to three times a week. I work that into my regimen. And I'm at the age that every five years now, I have been having my bone density test and my bone density readings are actually going up, which is mm. amazing, but it's because I'm doing strength training. And so really emphasizing how important that strength training is, but also that flexibility. And when you, and in talking about it from the standpoint that as you see people age and they're kind of hunched over and things like that, that just how important it is to, Work that in before before your exercise. If you're doing some cardio after that, that is um, that was part of our our challenge, uh, and people didn't realize how important that that flexibility was. And so I would say absolutely make sure that as you're doing that, the flex don't forget about the flexibility. Absolutely. I've noticed even um, in addition to yoga studios and Pilates, they have stretching studios now um, that are popping up in different cities. And it looks like it's almost um, a franchise. And I I couldn't help but think that that is probably, um, you know, in response to, you know, aging baby boomers who want to stay healthy and, um, and flexible and, and not have, um, you know, accidents, right? And and not end up in surgery or in um, physical therapy and those kinds of things. Yep, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And the balance is so important. You know, having the staying, um, that flexibility helps your balance from falls and things like that. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, sleep and uh, the environment. Anything that you want to uh, share? I know that so many people struggle with sleep issues. And I'm just curious, um, you know, whether it's sleep or rest, uh, what kinds of conversations are happening there and how people are finding solutions if they are to this um, quandary around sleep. Yeah, so we have an expert, Dr. Michael Bruce. I think it's supposed to be our EUS. You can Google it, but he actually has an online free assessment and you answer a bunch of questions that tell, and then you get the answer as to what kind of sleeper you are. And it's based on an animal, and it's, um, and then, it, and then it tells you what you should be doing. Um, but so we did a challenge around sleep, and I, I mean that was just I couldn't believe if before we started we did a survey how many people have sleep issues. I, it's just 
unbelievable. And I think that anybody that is under any kind of stress, um, but what really came out of it, the biggest takeaway was how important it is to try to go to sleep at the same time every night and get up at the same time. And that includes weekends. And that and consistency was, again. Yep. That was really a huge, huge, huge aha for people that, you know, don't, don't, think the weekends should be any different than during the week and try to keep that um, exactly that same sleep pattern and how important that is. And so when people were doing that, having consistent sleep patterns, were they finding that they were sleeping better? They were. Mm, great. And you know, know. Everything from turning off your, your uh, electronics earlier in the evening Um you know, some of the things that we probably all know, but aren't so good at. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, it, it, that certainly takes some discipline. But also how important sleep is to not only things that you would take for granted, just, you know, mental clarity and, and all of that during the day, but also, I mean, it talks about how it relates to your gut. I mean, and your just in your other parts of your body. Um, that I mean, sleep is kind of if you look at all the, the other parts, like it starts with sleep. Like if you're not getting the good quality sleep, the other stuff isn't going to work at 100. percent You're going to be at a depth. core to the ecosystem. Yes. And what about the environment? environmental issues so we add, we just added that on at the, the beginning of the year and we are just our next challenge is going to be around that and we've just had a resource and i actually just listened to uh the the resource actually um just a couple of days ago it was horrified about the toxins in your house i mean it was eye-opening i mean not only things i mean you're your products that you put on your your body, lotions and and toothpaste and hair, but the the cleaning products and the, the pans that you use and the plastic and and so we're actually going to have a challenge about cleaning up your house um, mm. and cleaning from the standpoint of, uh, of of replacing things or or thing. I, I didn't know half of these things. And the guy was telling a story. He, he actually um, told a personal story how he and his wife and newborn had like a number of years ago bought a new home. And suddenly they were all just constantly sick and runny noses and not feeling good and headaches, everything else. Turned out that there was horrible mold in the house. Mm, oh, right. And how important having these, knowing that there's air um, you know, what the air quality is. And uh, one of the biggest takeaways, and again, living in Chicago, it's obviously cold in the winter, but a- absolutely getting fresh air into your home all year round, how important it is to get fresh air. In. But that was really interesting. And, and it is into your business too, if you, you know. So it's not just when you're, I mean, again, it's every so many people have been at home, but into your offices, how important that is. Right. Systems. 
And it just, it just strikes me that, you know, all of these components of these five pillars are so interconnected that, you know, if you're not sleeping well, you know, you're, you're probably not going to be exercising, right? You're, you're going to use, you're not going to have the energy to do that. If you are exercising, you might sleep better. If you're eating healthier, you're not going to have indigestion at night. I mean, it just seems like there's so much interconnectedness. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's amazing. But this whole thing on the environment is kind of eye-opening. Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much, Jill, for all that, uh, the advice and, and the thoughts uh, for our community today. But as we close, I'm wondering what but might be one thing, what challenge might you give the oral and maxillofacial uh, surgical community across the world to increase or improve their wellness in the coming months? Well, I would say, as I talked about the, the five pillars, trying to take everything on at once is too overwhelming. And, and if you try to do that, you'll probably fail. I would fail. Um, yeah. It's one priority at a time. So if you say, I want to, I want to start exercising and I'm going to put it on my calendar, that's what I'm going to choose. If it's something around food and I want to stop eating, and reduce the amount of processed food, that's where I'm going to start. Pick one thing, pick one thing, challenge yourself to one thing and see how you feel. And if you feel great, then you can move on and challenge yourself to something else. Start with one at a time. Great advice, because sometimes, you know, uh, people that are maybe a little more type A want to tackle it all at once. And I'm sure you're familiar with those personality types in YPO. And, um, and, and really that can be a recipe for it not working at all. So uh, great advice. Thank you, Jill, so much. Jill Balconis, who is a strategic business coach in Chicago and a former chair of the Young Presidents Organization. Currently, it's well, health and wellness um, chair. And uh, really appreciate your thoughts and your wisdom today, Jill. Always great to talk to you. Oh, so thank you for having me on. And I appreciate uh, inviting me here. Thanks so much. Thank you once again for listening to the IAOMS podcast series. IAOMS members receive additional benefits such as access to the IJOMS, educational resources, reduced rates for conferences, and more. To join or renew your membership, please visit www.iaoms.org. Keep up to date with our weekly podcast by following IAOMS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news. See you next week.